Like it said, live now. See, live now. But it's also telling me that the video isn't available. So We'll see if we can find it on, uh, on the YouTube. Possibly. Which is not 8 o'clock just yet. We're a minute away. If you're just joining us, we are going to watch the New Hampshire Senate debate between Democratic incumbent Maggie Hassan, Republican nominee Doug Bulduck. Bulduck is a Trump-endorsed, uh, batshit crazy candidate. Hassan is a pretty, uh, what they like to call, shit libs. The kids call a shit lib. He's a pretty big shit lib. Uh, it looks like their feed might be working now. So we should be good to go. Those of you on YouTube, I hope everything worked out for you and it automatically brought you over. Oh, shit. <laughs> was that the issue? My my ad blogger was stopping us from watching this fucking shit. My God, I'm sorry. in supply chains back to the United States and lowering costs. My opponent has opposed both of those bills, too, even though Republicans in both the Senate and the House voted for those. General Bullock, the same economists say that the government money boosted demand at a time when the U.S. economy was struggling to produce, and it also spurred the fastest recovery of any major economy. Despite what we know about the inflationary aspects of that spending, had you been in office at the time, would you have voted for the relief bills passed into law, including the one that was passed under President Trump? No, I wouldn't have voted for them. They were unnecessary. And she just gave a non-answer. She didn't even answer your question, and nobody even challenged her. That's what she's going to get away with up here all night long, not answering the question. Yes, <laughs> those COVID relief bills caused problems. And uh, she gave $35 million to a business up in Colbrook that now had to re- uh, lay off 180 people. 300 people laid off in a business in Portsmouth. Heating and eating. These are the issues, and she completely avoids that. I got to give Eating and eating. The first time I heard her use the word inflation was tonight. She doesn't even talk about it. She skips around that, all around that issue, because she's caused it. All her votes in the Senate have caused this heating and eating issue that we have. Retirees going back to work. And he's going to drive it into the ground. She's created it with her 100% support to Joe Biden's failed policies. And she just, she talks about me. I'm not even there. I don't even have a record. I haven't voted on anything yet. But she, she you know, claims that I have. She's taken over almost a, a, a half a million dollars from the uh, special interest in lobbyists, second to Chuck Schumer. Senator, 30 seconds. Look. Um, it is really important that we do everything we can to lower people's costs in the short term. And that's why it's so uh, concerning that Don Bolduc, uh keeps uh, proposing things that would actually raise people's costs. In addition to refusing to stand up to big pharma or big oil on the cost-reducing measures we took at the end of the summer, uh, Don Bolduc also proposes eliminating Social Security. That will jack people's costs up. And a 23% sales tax on things in including rent and health care. Again, he's trying to conceal these extreme positions. 
Uh, so, General Boldick, let's get specific here and, uh, and try to find some solutions. We'll call him the General. In the past at this point, but what can Congress specifically do right away to help lower inflation? Well, lower inflation is to reverse the disaster energy policies that Joe Biden has implemented and that she supported 100%. Reinstate the XL pipeline. Start opening the spigot. Something that she just voted against in August again, which is going to hurt us. We have unprecedented shortages of diesel fuel and natural gas. We're going to have rolling blackouts. You know what that's going to do to Granite Staters? It's going to hurt them a lot. So we need to reverse all these energy policies. And I'm ready to vote yes and sponsor those bills down there that are waiting for a Republican to come down there and a Republican a leadership to be able to do this because she can't get it done. She's never been able to get it done, and she votes with him 100% of the time. That's what she does, that's what she'll continue to do, and that's what she's caused. She's caused these problems for many Granite Staters going into the winter not knowing how they're going to feed their children and heat their homes. This is a moral imperative. Senator Hassan, same question. Is it just me or does he look do dirty? Right now, moving forward, and please be like specific. His skin tone is weird. Sure. So first of all, I'm proud of having been named the most bipartisan senator uh, by an independent group in the country. And that speaks to the way I've worked across party lines to help reduce energy costs as well as uh, other critical costs. But let's be really clear about what Granite Staters just heard from Don Bolduc. He is singing Big Oil's song. Big Oil has made record profits. Uh, Shell Oil Company, for instance, made more money than they ever had in the second and third quarter this year while they are jacking up prices at the pump. Now, that's one of the reasons I've called for an investigation into big oil price gouging. That's one of the reasons I've called for the suspension of the gas tax, something uh, Don Bolduc opposes. Um, and that's why I voted for critical legislation that will finally um, transition us to clean energy uh, uh, well, the economy so we can be energy independent and not have to rely on big oil or foreign oil. It's also why critical provisions of that bill give Granite Staters tax cuts for making energy efficiency improvements. Both there, General, 30 seconds. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, gas tax that she created when she was governor, right? Uh, she's depleted our strategic reserves, which is a huge national security interest. Gas just went up 20 cents this week from last week. It's going to double in December. We just got an increase in our in our interest rates, RB says it's 75 in. points. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know what she's doing? She's hurting Granite Staters. She's hurting Granite Staters to the point where she's taken money out of their pockets for the last two years, and they know it. Next question from Gene Mackin. The last four U.S. presidents authorized stimulus checks to be sent to the American people during times of crisis. With energy costs so high heading into winter, would you vote for direct payments to help people? How much and what kind of income limits would be involved? We'll start with you, Senator Hassan. Well, first of all, uh, during the pandemic, of course, just taking a step back, it was really important to help businesses stay open, help employees stay on payroll, make sure that our frontline healthcare workers had the supports and resources and tools they need, making sure that law enforcement had what it needed, our firefighters had what it needed, and our schools could reopen and stay open. Now, um, we would need to take a look at what 
our economists and the economy tells us about additional support payments to Granite Staters. But one of the things that we have done already is um, I led a bipartisan push to get significantly more home heating assistance for right now as people are struggling, struggling with their home heating bills. Uh, that assistance means that New Hampshire's home heating assistance for this winter from the federal government just went up 30 percent. That is an immediate thing that we can do to help people make ends meet. And General Bolduck? Everything she just said causes problems. It creates more debt. Under her six years, we had 19 trillion when she started. It's now 31 trillion. That means... If he has Vitiligo, I, don't, I, mean, I feel bad making fun of it. More than they had to pay under her ideas. Nothing worked during the pandemic. She'd think it kept the schools open. Our children are 22 weeks behind. She masked them. She's for mandates for shots for six, six months old and above. Everything she talks about wastes money, costs money, and puts and takes money out of everyone's pocket. You want a, a solution to this? Do what I suggest. Reinstate the XL pipeline. Open the spigot. Uh, decre reduce the taxes in her so-called American Inflation Reduction Act, which is nothing more than the IRS Expansion Act. Everything she does causes more infrastructure, more government, more money, more pain and hardship for Americans. We need more infrastructure. We're trying to figure out how to heat and eat. This is, this is the issue. Senator, 30 seconds. Again, you're just hear hearing Don Bolduck sing Big Oil's song. Big Oil has thousands of wells that they could tap uh, within the next few months. We've been asking them to for over a year. They are permitted. They are on federal lands. But what you're seeing is big oil jacking up its profits, paying their executives rather than lowering prices at the pump. And Don Bolduc is not about to hold them accountable. Now, fiscal responsibility is really important. We have cut the deficit in half in the last year. But ask Don Bolduc why he is against a measure that has cut the in Medicare half? expenditure by billions, hundreds of billions Next of dollars. Next question from Steve Buttori. I don't think that's Saudi true. Arabia and other oil the deficit, but not in strained after OPEC announced they're cutting production by 2 million barrels a day. U.S. Projected. officials say the move will drive up gas prices and support a dependence on Russian oil exports, for instance. So, General Bolduc, is it time for the U.S. to get tougher on Saudi Arabia, and should that include the country ending military aid to the kingdom? No, it's not. We need to get tough on ourselves. We need to open up our own potential. And that's the message that OPEC is sending us. The nations are saying, you have created a problem in your own country by not using your own resources. Resources that, I don't think they cut the resources deficit, but that we had half. energy independence. Like and we were paying, you know, $22 a barrel. Now we're going to pay $88 a barrel to replace our strategic reserve. All because of her policies. All because of her votes. All because she is so tied to Joe Biden that they become one person. They do the same thing. And she can point her fingers over here all she wants at me about big farmer and about big energy. But she's the one that's taken $500,000 of their PAC lobbyist money, not Don Baldick. She's the one tied to them, not me. Senator Hassan, is it time for the U.S. to get tougher on Saudi Arabia? Well, I just want to point out that you don't really address the deficit as with Don Bolduc's policies. Uh, his support of big oil, his support for giving them massive tax breaks drives up the deficit, as does his opposition to things like yep. allowing Medicare to save hundreds of billions of dollars uh, by negotiating prescription drug prices. Now, look, Saudi Arabia uh, took a really drastic 
um, and harmful step in signaling its support for a war criminal, Vladimir Putin, by saying it was going to cut production and strengthening Putin. They have to be held accountable for that, uh, and I think it is appropriate for us to reevaluate uh, our position with regard to Saudi Arabia, understanding the other interests uh, at stake here, among others, Iran's aggression and support for terrorism. But I do think it is appropriate to reevaluate uh, the relationship with Saudi Arabia. Lastly, all of this uh, is would be mitigated if we continue to do what we did in our last piece of legislation to transition to clean energy so we aren't dependent Senator. on foreign oil or big oil. That's time. There's a segue there into our next question. Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine continues with the country's infrastructure sustaining catastrophic damage as winter approaches. World no, I was wrong. They did reduce the Russia deficit might also by about at half. Some point use battlefield tactical nuclear weapons. Under what circumstances should NATO and the of U.S. have a more trillion in this conflict? They Senator have cut Hansen. it by an estimated well, 1.7 trillion. Ukrainian people uh, give their lives to fight for what we all have, democracy. And they are showing with their steadfastness and their courage that democracy is worth fighting for. Um, and they are standing up to Vladimir Putin, who is a war criminal. And it is critically important that democracies stand together and make sure that Vladimir Putin's aggression and threats are not tolerated and that we stand strong. What we know is that authoritarians around the world, whether it is in China or North Korea or Iran, are watching. And at the end of the day, in the live free or die state, we know how important it is that we provide critical support, uh, both financial and the means for the Ukrainian people to defend themselves and repair repel Russia. It was, if it was a uh, fight in the Facebook comments, that would that totally be a uh, sanctions response. regime, which has proven to be um, pretty effective, but we still have to keep a very close eye on the way Putin is trying to circumvent it. General, same question to you. Under what circumstances should the U.S. or NATO become more involved in this conflict? Well, I think we've already seen the circumstances, but it's too late. The uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan was a debacle. It empowered Russia. It empowered Putin to invade. It empowered China who's, you know, going to invade Taiwan. We're not going to do anything about it because we can't, because we're weak, because of her policies and Joe Biden's policies and the whole administration's policies. I mean, Senator Hassan has failed us national security-wise, and she continues to fail on the Homeland Security Committee because we got open borders and immigration, millions of people, 98 terrorists coming into this country. So you want to get back to Ukraine? Ukraine is a mess because this administration has made it a mess. They have no diplomatic leadership, no political leadership. Our, our economy is weak. Our military is 98 terrorists weak. coming into this country. We have nothing to do but watch because of her policies and her votes with Joe Biden. We need strong leaders with national security experience in Washington, D.C. to draw the line before anything happens. And with this administration and with her in, in the Senate... It will not happen. Senator, 30 seconds. Yes, Monsoor, um, good evening. Look, I stood up to the administration. I disagreed with the administration on its decision uh, to set an arbitrary deadline for withdrawal from Afghanistan, as I disagreed with the previous administration when it set an arbitrary deadline. And I have supported an investigation to hold the administration accountable and to find out how it is that the Taliban took control so quickly after Afghanistan. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
The United States of America must remain the most powerful country on earth. It must maintain its military and economic edge, and I have a record of making sure that we continue to do that. Next question from Gene Mackin. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, that's right the fuzzies and furries guy. Protests guys. continue more than a month after a young woman in the custody of Iranian morality police for an alleged breach of the country's dress code died. This is the most the foreign policy we've gotten in the Senate debate. crackdown against the protests, and human rights groups believe hundreds have been killed. What is the best way to advance U.S. interests and the cause of freedom in this situation? General Well, it's to have a strong national General Don Bolduc. And we don't. It's weak. It's weak here in this nation. We've given up our borders. We've experienced high crime. They know that. They saw how weak we were in Afghanistan, despite what she says. I haven't even seen anything that she talked about, nor have I heard or reviewed anything on her website that says she stood up to Joe Biden. She doesn't stand up to Joe Biden. She agrees with Joe Biden. And so, um, you know, what's going on in Iran is tragic. Why? Because we let our foot off the gas. Because they have no respect for us. Neither does China. Neither does North Korea. North Korea has launched more missiles than than any of the past previous... They launched more missiles earlier today, by the respect way. Us the last night. Because they've allowed the respect for America to deteriorate because of policies here in the United States. We're weak economically. We're weak military. We can't stand with peace through strength. She knows it, but she's going to use her Washington, D.C. Senate uh, career politician talk to try and get, get out of it. Well, she's not getting out of it up here. She's responsible for what happens in other countries That's because funny. of our weak foreign policy. Senator Hassan... So my top priority well, is, a general. is always making sure that was America a is safe, secure, and free. And as I noted just a minute ago, that starts with making sure that we remain the most powerful country on earth to lead both with our military and economic strength, but also with our values, our belief in individual freedom. I have traveled as a United States senator from Israel to Taiwan to Afghanistan, and in Afghanistan had the opportunity to talk with our troops. And that experience has informed uh, my continued support for increasing investments in our national defense, including making sure that we have equipment and technology second to none. On the Homeland Security Committee, as the chair of the panel on emerging threats, I have worked in a bipartisan way to make sure we are strengthening our cybersecurity and our counterterrorism efforts, in particular our efforts to identify and respond to terrorism. What is happening in Iran is heartbreaking. It is also um, just empowering to see women standing up peacefully for their rights as individuals. We have to continue sanctions and we have to continue working with our regional allies and the rest of the free world to hold Iran accountable. Next question, Steve Votari. Senator Hassan, in 2015, the year before being elected to the Senate, you became the first Democratic governor to call for a complete halt to the U.S. accepting Syrian refugees. Last April, members of the New Hampshire Democratic Latino Caucus resigned their party leadership posts in reaction to your visit to the southern border and opposition to the Biden administration's plan to lift a Trump-era restriction. In both instances, you were criticized for doing these things to avoid being called soft on immigration in upcoming elections. How do you respond to that? The first job of government is to keep people safe. And the through line in all of the things that you just talked about is my concern that we 
understand uh, who is attempting to enter this country and that they are vetted appropriately. Now, on the southern border, uh, I have traveled there uh, multiple times, talked with frontline personnel, uh, and I have stood up to the administration about their plan to prematurely lift Title 42 uh, because there is widespread agreement that when Title 42 is lifted, Ugh. there will be a huge surge in migration. Now, we have to have a border where we can keep people from crossing illegally, where we can prevent drug trafficking and human trafficking. And Down when with COVID with restrictions except for Title 42. That means more people, more technology, and in some places, more physical uh, barriers. And that's what I have continued to press for and support. We have You're to have in New a Hampshire. safe, secure, and orderly border so we can lift up, live up to our values. And that starts with safety. <laughs> General Bolduc, what do you yes, think? Yes, fuzzy face. Uh, well, I think it's a non-answer. Hassan is a shit lib, and Bolduc is a you know, uh, fat shit crazy Republican. Political talk. Because the last time I checked, the border wasn't secure. The last time I checked, the journey of the people going to the border because of her policies, because of her ideas, because of Biden's ideas, are getting killed. Women are getting raped. Children are getting raped. This is a despicable thing going on. And then once they get here, they get put in trucks, and we find them in trucks. I worked on the border. I wrote policy for the border. This is not how we do borders. I helped other countries secure their border. And if I gave them the ideas that they're implementing, they would throw me out of their country. This is not a way to secure a border, right? And she can't sit up here and talk and get away with it. She just voted on she probably is right about this year to lift the Title 42 restriction. She just voted for that. She just voted not to give technical equipment for opioids and other technical Thank you, fuzzy face. And I don't know why day. two assholes from New it's Hampshire are talking about she this lies. anyway. She can't trust a word she says. And she thinks she can hide behind her title. Well, she cannot. And it's wrong. And we need to take it to account. Senator, 30 seconds. So I have voted repeatedly to provide more personnel and more technology and more funding for physical ports of entry and physical barriers at the border. And uh, with respect, Don Bolduc knows that. Um, now look, um, you fund at the end of the day, fund our fucking uh, this courts. is about whether we are going to have courts are the a safe reason why and secure we have the border. We have. And that starts with making sure that our frontline personnel have the resources that they need in order to enforce the law. Uh, rule of law no, is we need the, we need to a humane the country. Next question from Gene immigration law through our Two years system. after the 2020 election, no evidence has emerged that it was stolen or fraudulent. Ooh, General Bolduc, your, your comments about this have been inconsistent. In 2021, you said that members of Congress who certified the results of the election did the right thing. But just months later, you signed a letter with other retired military officials questioning the results. In August, right before the primary, you stood by that letter. But in September, after the primary, you told Fox News you believed the election was not stolen. So was the election stolen or not? And why does your answer keep changing? Well, it doesn't keep changing, right? I have been consistent about it up to the point. You just, you just gave a accurate Don't analysis. And I have said on 14 September, it was not stolen. That's it. I'm not discussing it anymore. We need to move forward. Elections are about future. And if we leave the future in Senator Hassan's hands, we're going to be in big trouble. She just sits up here and talks that the border's secure. We don't have immigration problems. We don't have high crime. That she has, you know, uh, somehow abided by New Hampshire values. These aren't New Hampshire values when people are 
choosing between heating and eating. Moms and dads that I sit with are crying because they have to skip meals so their kids can have three. This is not eating right. Eating and eating. I just talked to Ed from, from Franklin on Terrence Road yesterday at a town hall, something that she knows nothing about. She doesn't do town halls. I've done 75 of them. And he was in tears because his wife can't get the disability she needs because she's made cuts to those programs. This is wrong. This is what we need to do. Look at the future, not behind us. You can dwell on the future or the past. I'm going to the future. Senator Hassan, what do you think about his answer? Um, look, uh, Don Bolduc is an extremist. Uh, the most extreme nominee for U.S. Senate that New Hampshire has seen in modern history, and he keeps trying to conceal That's that believable. from Granite Staters. He has said on multiple occasions, he spent over a year in New Hampshire stoking the big lie, saying it was stolen. Last August, saying he stood by that letter, saying it was stolen, and he wasn't switching horses, baby. That was, I think, the exact quote. He then has but 14 to September he the 2022 elections now saying that there will be ballot dumps in the middle of the night and referencing busloads of unqualified ineligible voters coming to our polls and he's even said that if his preferred candidate for president doesn't work in 20 doesn't win in 2024 and he's in the Senate he will work to overturn that election. Go to Baldock's baldockfacts.com and you can see Don Baldock say this himself and Former President Trump just confirmed that he's an election denier this week. General, 30 seconds to respond. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for giving her a softball. That's exactly what she needed, right? Because she can't hit a fastball, right? This played right into Ooh. her bailiwick of, you know, attacking me for absolutely no reason. So thank you very much. I like the word bailiwick. Bottom line is we need to focus on the future. And the future is heating and eating, high interest rates, people can't afford a home, education, border, crime, opioid crisis, Highest in this state ever, Manchester, Nashua. Those are the issues people want to talk about. They want to talk about this. This was something for, for uh, uh, grandstanding. Thank you very much. But let's stick to what's important to Granite Staters. All right, next question, Steve Batari. Hey, what is all over President signed into law the Inflation Reduction Act, which made significant investments in climate solutions and environmental justice. Senator Hassan, there were some compromises in this bill, like potentially extending the life of coal plants and requiring gas and oil leasing in order for new wind and solar projects to be approved. So will you work to repeal those parts of this new law, and what else would you push for in future climate legislation? Well, this was the biggest investment in transitioning to a clean energy economy that we have ever made in the United States of America. And when I travel around New Hampshire, people talk to me about how concerned they are about the changing climate. Businesses on the seacoast are seeing sea level rise. That's why some of the work we did in the bipartisan infrastructure bill to help communities deal with that is so important. It's why uh, that in that bipartisan infrastructure bill, we included a resilient clean energy grid so we can begin in that transition to energy independence, getting away from dependence on big oil. Um, the provisions that you talked about are provisions that uh, we need to examine carefully because it is going to be important as we transition to this clean energy economy, taking advantage of American innovation that's already well, there. When you put it that way, maybe I'd vote up, for it. Uh, that we are able to do this quickly. The plan here is to reduce carbon emissions by about 40% by 2030. You live in sexual and again, anarchy. this is about lowering people's costs. Um, I'm also happy to talk about some of the things in that bill that help people with their energy costs right now. 
General Boldick, uh, what climate provisions in this bill do you agree with? And what specifically would you do to slow climate change? I don't even agree with the bill. The bill was a tax increase on, on middle class. It was a tax increase on every energy aspect. You know, it's funny. She, she's just been talking, you know, telling everybody that I'm, you know, uh, you know giving uh, tax increases and all this other stuff that I'm not giving to uh, the petroleum industry. Well, she just admitted she voted on a bill that does just that, right? So, Hello, good evening. Come on. It's career politician, tactical double talk, right? I mean, it's back and forth, back and forth. You can't, you can't pin her down on anything because this bill was a disaster, along with the 87,000 ISR agents in the other bills that she's passed, 5.2 trillion bills. You know what that did to people's savings accounts? It took $2 trillion out of American savings accounts. This is what her omnibus bill, infrastructure bill, Inflation Reduction Act, giving money back to students has done to Granite Staters. It has hurt them. Let's move to I, I feel bad about making fun of his opinions, but apparently everybody in the that. chat so agrees with me that there's something weird here, about candidates. it. Looking abroad, what prime minister, president, or one world leader do you admire, General Bullock? Looking out there, world leaders that I admire. Hmm. You know, Interesting the world question. is in such a difficult position right now. I'm not going to say I admire anybody right now. It, the world needs a lot of work. It is hurting. And the leaders... Hey, can I you see, even name a world leader, sir? I would expect Senator. you to. You were Vladimir a general. Zelensky. Senator Hassan, you recently mentioned shopping at Market Basket. What one item have you bought that gave you sticker shock? Uh, well, it was actually my husband who was planning on buying eggs and the sticker shock there was considerable. He said uh, much were they? he gasped along with some of the other uh, people in the aisle. General, how much were they? Well, I've been there and I've been standing in line when people had to take stuff off the, off the belt. That's her fault. She should gasp at it. But she owns four homes from, New ha from Washington, D.C. to New Hampshire. She's a multimillionaire. One banana, Michael. What could it be? Ten dollars? Circumstances. 15 seconds. General Bolduc, in your opinion, who was the best president of the last 20 years? Best president in the last 20 years. Let me see. Uh, wow, question. Let me go back here. Uh, you know, I think that probably we gotta the best pick Trump or last w. 20 years for economic and securing this country would be President Trump. Senator Hassan. President Obama. <laughs> All right, uh, Senator Hassan, from a personal standpoint, do you believe that COVID-19 vaccine mandates have helped or harmed you and your family? Oh, from a personal standpoint, I believe that COVID vaccines have been very important in protecting my family's health. Here's As you know, good Tom and I have two adult Crudite children. Joe. Our oldest son, Ben, lives with cerebral palsy, very severe cerebral palsy. So the vaccine and boosters for him is what made uh, the threat of COVID something that no longer threatened his life, but just really caused a mild cold. General Bullock, have vaccine mandates helped or harmed your family? All the mandates during COVID harmed Granite Staters and Americans. General Bullock, the Red Arrow Honestly, Nine just, just on turned 100 years ago. old. When you stop in, what do you like to order? I like to order pancakes, blueberry, with uh, real maple syrup. And Senator Hassan. That sounds good to me, too. 
some, a little bit of agreement. We found uh, some common ground on pancakes, at least. Okay, uh, let's move to our next question. It turns out I'm going to be asking this debate's wild. Uh, last year, a bill was introduced in the Senate to prohibit a state from denying certain rights to a parent regarding their child's education, including the right to review materials used by the school, access information on teachers along with school records, and visit the child during school hours. This bill also requires the Department of Education to withhold federal funds from a state for instances of non-compliance. Senator Hassan, this bill was referred to a committee you sit on. Do you think this type of legislation is needed to help parents find out what might be happening or is not happening in their children's schools? You know, I think that you know, Adam, and uh, a lot of our viewers know that I first got involved yeah, in public life as an advocate for my son uh, because of his disability. Uh, and I know firsthand how important it is for teachers and parents to work together. Uh, certainly that was very, very important, not only in Ben's schooling, but also with our daughter, Meg, as well. So I think it's really, really important that we focus at Your the local name level is Meg. Uh, to make sure that we are helping parents and teachers uh, share information. Uh, I do think that the federal role here uh, should be uh, limited because I think at the end of the day, uh, this is about parents and teachers and students and school committees uh, making critical decisions and sharing critical information uh, with the other caveat being that um, our priority always has to be on keeping our students and our children safe. General Bullock, your perspective on this legislation? Well, it's unfortunate. But oh, thank you for the sub. Department of Education has been responsible for the unprecedented decline of education scores and everything to do with education. It needs to be handled at the local level. Parents need to be in charge. Right now, they're not. Unfortunately, uh, and that's the unfortunate part of it. And she doesn't support parents' rights. She's never supported parents' rights. She hasn't. Since when has she had? She has not. She just she's she she is a problem to that. And she hasn't seen limited government that she doesn't like, right? She likes unlimited government. That's what she's all about. And our children can't read at the third you know, sixty five percent can't read at third grade level. Sixty six percent at the eighth grade can't read at uh, grade level or do math. Twenty two weeks behind because of her COVID mandate policies that she supported. This is wrong. Parents need their rights. It needs to be local, not driven by the federal government. And that's how we need to invest in it. And we need to start focusing on students. She received the second highest amount of money from the NEA, second highest in donor. Senator, 30 seconds. Uh, look, uh, the education of our children is the cornerstone of our democracy and it's the way every American, every Granite Stater gets that shot at a better future regardless of their Damn personal right, circumstances face. or where they are from. Now what Don Baldick didn't just tell you is he supports eliminating the Department of Education. Yeah. That will decimate funding for our rural schools, something I worked in a bipartisan way with Senator Susan Collins to protect over the last couple of years. His desire to eliminate the Department of Education also puts Pell Grants at risk. Moving to the next question from Jean Mackin. Semiconductors are essential components used in everything from cars to coffee makers. Senator Hassan, you've touted the CHIPS Act that promotes more domestic manufacturing of semiconductors. You say it will bring jobs to the Granite State, yet according to reports filed with Congress, major semiconductor companies doubled the amount they spent in lobbying in the quarter the law was being passed. So how can Granite Staters be assured that the $50 billion that will be spent under this law will not just be the government picking winners and losers based 
on lobbyists. Well, thanks for the question, Jean. This was an important bipartisan piece of legislation to make sure that we are bringing manufacturing and supply chains and investing in research and innovation here in the United States. I think one of the things we've learned in the pandemic and now with the war exacerbating things is how dependent the United States has been on supply chains in foreign countries. Now, that hurts us economically. It's one of the major drivers of inflation. Yeah, who uh, but would it have also thought is a national that, uh, security uh, offshoring issue. Offshoring our manufacturing base detrimental there's an uh, international global shortage that's also driving the prices of consumer goods up so it is really important that instead of making 12% of the world semiconductors which we now do uh, we dominate in this field again that helps lower costs it helps our national security um, and it also uh, is critical for the future of our manufacturing sector there's already a company in Hudson New Hampshire uh, that is uh, hiring up right now because it will be making a critical component part of semiconductors and it is concerning to me that Don Bolduc opposes this law. General Bolduc, Taiwan manufactures roughly 50% of the world's semiconductors and experts have warned if China invaded, U.S. companies would be cut off from the world's most advanced chips. So would you have voted for the CHIPS Act and what more needs to be done to protect Taiwan while at the same time keeping trading relations pathways open with China? No, I wouldn't have voted for it because it was a, essentially a bailout and it's, it, it uh, didn't create any solutions. We don't need to be making components. We need to be making the whole thing. We need to bring all our manufacturing back here. China's going to dominate it because they're going to invade Taiwan and we're going to see it happen and then we're going to be out. Just like we're out with lithium and just like they're making the major components to windmills and, and everything else that has to do with renewable energy. We are losing $300 million to China all the time and Taiwan and overseas because of their regulations, her regulations, that she's done nothing about. Six years in Congress, she's done nothing about this. You haven't heard anything about it. She votes for, she votes for this because it will sound good during an election cycle. Well, I'm here to tell you, Granite Staters should worry because it only adds to the debt and it doesn't solve your problems. Heating and eating is your problem. Heating and eating Her again. policies have made that very, yeah, he very tried, like, and are going to make it worse. thrown a lot of Next buzzwords from yeah. Steve Botari. In the wake of recent rulings, Americans' trust in the U.S. Supreme Court has now reached historic lows. A majority of Americans now say they disapprove of the job the Supreme Court is currently doing. General Bolduc, if elected, you would have the advise and consent role in the Senate. So are there specific qualities you would require to confirm a nominee? Sure. Character and integrity is one. Understanding that we live in a constitutional republic and, and adhering to constitutional law because I want our Supreme Court justices to make decisions based on interpretation. Yeah, I said it was good the first time, and, and now we're on like the tenth time you said it. I don't want them legislating from the bench. I want them to be judges that have a good history of being fair and honest and, and adjudicating properly. And I will interview every single one of them personally, and I will vote accordingly. That is what I think is most important uh, characters and values that, w that we should insist our Supreme Court justices have. It's become too politicized, Republican, Democrat. That's the problem down there. Political parties, they're ruining America. Political leadership that tells Senator Hassan who to vote for, what to vote for, when to vote for it. That's not going to be me.
Senator Hassan. Oh no, I think even W would be like the whole thing about the list boxes to the court. Some in your party have said expanding the court would make it more representative of the country's views. Perhaps why not consider that avenue to try to bring more confidence back to the court? Well, I am very concerned about the politicization of the court, and I think adding justices. will just add to that perception and that reality that every time a different political party becomes uh, the majority that there will be a change in the composition of the court and I think that undermines the court. I will always look for high qualification and integrity uh, and also a respect for all Americans constitutional and civil rights and this is a major area of disagreement between Don Baldick and me. I am very concerned that a number of the current Supreme Court justices came to the United States Senate and told us that they would observe precedent when it came to Roe v. Wade and then didn't. And this is part of a pattern that you're seeing from Don Baldick too. People who support a national abortion ban, as Don Baldick does, um, who are trying to mislead Granite Staters, as some of these Supreme Court justices did, about their intentions to take away a woman's most fundamental right. General 30 seconds. And to be fair, apparently W wasn't as dumb as he came across. goes again, right? Talking like a career politician. She didn't even answer your question. I didn't see one quality there in a justice that she would evaluate. Not one. Because she doesn't have any. Because she involves herself in the politicization. She's done it for six years. That's all she does. 100% with Biden, 96% with Schumer, and Democrats. She's not bipartisan. She is not. She touts her award. I don't know how she even got that award. Because the statistics don't even, don't even uh, merit it. So... She just gave you a typical political answer. Senator, 15 seconds, and we're moving on. Well, I'm proud of being named the most bipartisan senator in the country by the Independent Luger Center. Um, And I'm proud of my record of delivering bipartisan results, including uh, banning surprise medical bills, which is helping lower people's costs right now, along with some of the other bipartisan things we've talked about today. Let's move to the opioid crisis. I think W was was somewhat folksy. Department of Justice playing the room, but also manufacturing fentanyl for distribution and sale in the United States, and drug precursors are imported from China and then pressed into pills, powder, or mixed into other drugs at massive industrial-scale labs. Why can't the United States, which has the strongest military, the strongest economy, biggest intelligence community, and diplomatic corps, stop the cartels from putting this poison on our streets? First to you, General Bolden. Because we have open borders. We don't have secure borders. Because we have a terrible immigration policy. where We should follow legal immigration, not Ill- illegal immigration. We have not given our Border Patrol, the people that they need, the technology they need, air, land, and sea. I've talked to the Border Patrol chief about this. He's wanting in every way. She, she touts the fact that she, she uh, you know, votes for this. I've seen votes where she's, she, hasn't, she does the opposite in, uh, in August, on August 7th. She has hurt our borders, and that's why. We haven't drawn the line with Mexico or China for bringing in the precursors and creating it. We've left it wide open for human trafficking, which is a which is a national disgrace. We've left it open for weapons, illicit weapons, and worse, fentanyl that are killing our children. Manchester is now a distribution center for that stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be just Lawrence. Now it's Lawrence and Manchester. Highest overdoses on record in Manchester and Nashua. This is a problem that the Biden administration and Maggie Hassan has created because of bad policy. Senator, why can't the most powerful country in the world stop the flow of drugs? Well, 
That's why I've been advocating for much stronger security at our border, including personnel, including advanced I'm both of you. I stood with uh, President Trump as he signed a bill into law that gave our Border Patrol better technology uh, when it comes to detecting fentanyl. I traveled to China in 2019 to confront the Chinese government about their turning a blind eye to the production of fentanyl. And then when I got home, I worked with a Republican to make sure that we passed a law so we can hold the Chinese government to the commitments they made. Now, the other problem here is a problem of demand. Um, we need to hold the opioid manufacturers who fueled this crisis uh, accountable, and that's why recent news of increased likelihood of more settlements is important. But it's also why I worked across the aisle to bring back a 900% increase for prevention, treatment, and recovery services here in New Hampshire. We need to to slow the demand and end it, and that way the cartels won't have any business. Turn on the spigot of domestic fentanyl production. The fair tax is described as a national sales tax on purchases of new goods and services, excluding necessities. The fair tax rate after necessities is 23% for every American. General Bolduck, you've said that you're in favor of the fair tax, so how much support do you think the American people have for this plan, and how would it work? Gore, good evening. in favor of a fair tax. Never said that. It's taken out of context by Senator Hassan and her team. And she thinks because she can manipulate those facts and use her $30 million and put them in a commercial that somehow the lie is true. And it's not true. It's a lie. She says, go to Baldick facts. Facts that she puts together off of snippets that she twists. It's Apparently it's video of you saying this shit. Anything. She can't even be truthful on her own facts. This is wrong. I signed a pledge not to raise taxes, and I will not raise taxes. Period. Did she sign that pledge? Read his lips. No new taxes. Senator Hassan, you can respond. Also, we want to ask you, you voted to increase funding to the IRS and have been criticized by your opponent Somebody said they reminded him, or that he reminded them of uh, W. He reminds me of Ross Perot. Can be weaponized against regular citizens. So, first of all, uh, I have worked to cut taxes for families and for small businesses. Uh, as governor, I passed two fiscally responsible budgets and held the line against a sales and earned income tax. Um, I have passed multiple bipartisan bills that cut taxes for small businesses. I shouldn't make now, fun of his looks, especially Don when Baldock's she's over here looking like a Halloween skeleton. Because, again, uh, you can go to baldockfacts.com and you can see the videos and hear the transcripts and read the transcripts of the radio interviews when he talked about this. This would increase your costs on things like rent and health care and food by 23 percent just at a time when inflation is straining our families so dramatically but this is again a kind of example of Don Baldick's extremism and his desire and work to conceal it from the people of the Granite State this is about whether Don Baldick believes he is accountable to people in New Hampshire. And it is very clear uh, that he is trying to mislead them so that he can impose an extreme agenda should he be elected. He does kind of look like Bob Backlund. Let's see if he can put on a cross-faced chicken wing. Another political answer. Who's been hiding from Granite Staters this entire campaign cycle? She has. Who does Zoom spaghetti dinners with Democrats out in Cheshire County? She does. I have 76 town halls under my belt. Two years. Throw with spaghetti dinner. I've been honest to everybody. I will not raise taxes. She's raised your taxes. 
You can't even buy a house. You can't even rent property. You can't even feed your children. You can't even heat your home. That is the ultimate tax. Final question here. First Heating and eating bitches. Just last month, Senator Susan Collins of Maine said she wouldn't be surprised if a senator or House member were killed because of the current political climate. Of course, last week, a man violently assaulted House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband in their San Francisco home. How much responsibility do politicians need to take to prevent political violence in this country? And what would you specifically do? 30 seconds. Well, first of all, my thoughts and prayers are with Paul and Nancy Pelosi as Paul Pelosi recovers from a terrible attack. Um, you know, the whole point of democracy is to have a system for resolving disputes that isn't violent. And it is absolutely essential that we tone down the rhetoric. I am concerned about the rhetoric that I have heard uh, from people around the January 6th uh, committee. I am concerned about the rhetoric we hear. Uh, and it's really important. Think about the things we could accomplish as Granite Staters uh, if we all work together. That's something Granite Staters do every day, and we should all be working to follow their example. General? Well, you know, I think uh, Senator Hassan made some very great points right there. And I'm really sorry for what happened to the Speaker's husband. N nobody should have that happen to, her, to them anywhere in America. But it's a sign of the times. It's a sign of political problems, Republicans and Democrats, that fuel issues with people, that get them to the point where they are just so upset at an individual that they strike out at them. Happened to me outside just before I came in here, right? This is wrong, and it needs to be stopped. Now it's time for final statements. Closing statements. First to you, General Bullock. You have to ask yourself, Granite Staters, are you better off today than you were two years ago? Two years ago, you were not. I'm assuming they are. Do you know what was going on two years ago, motherfucker? Moms and dads' hands who were in tears. I was not holding retirees' hands who didn't know how they were going to pay their next bills. People that you weren't two years ago. Where, where the fuck were you at? What country were you in? This is a sad situation we are in, and it is due to the policies of Joe Biden, with the 100 percent support of Maggie Hassan. I am a political outsider. I will go to Washington D.C. to serve you. I will go to Washington D.C. to represent you. I will not go to Washington, D.C. to represent special interest lobbyists and wealthy political elite. I will not do that. I will be your senator. I will be your senator, and I will work for you, and I will be accountable, responsible, transparent, and truthful. God bless you. God bless America. And live free or die. Senator Hassan, closing statement. Well, again, I want to thank you, Adam, and our panelists. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today, as well as MUR and the Institute on Politics for hosting. Sorry, uh, I missed five minutes because the ad blocker is serve as your governor and as your senator. Uh, I'm running for re-election because I want to continue the work of bringing people together and solving problems. There's more work to do to lower costs on everything from energy to housing to child care. Now, my opponent has a very different approach. Don Bolduc wants to impose an extreme agenda, whether it is eliminating Social Security or enacting a nationwide abortion ban. And his refusal to accept election results thinks, means he thinks he doesn't have to listen to you because he can just reject your votes. He believes he can support an agenda that will raise your costs and eviscerate your rights because he isn't accountable to you. I will always listen to you and work to deliver for New Hampshire, and I respectfully ask for your vote.
All right, that brings us to the end. Thank you to the candidates for joining us. Thank you to the panelists for all of the questions. Thank you to you at home for watching. Please do join us back here tomorrow night at 8 to hear from the candidates. Well, I think I, I did a good job of setting up this debate. New Hampshire has a very libertarian bent. The right-wing Democrat, a shit lib, as I, as I described her, debating a far-right nut job. So my apologies for missing about the first five or six minutes of the debate because we were... <laughs> we are protected by ad blockers, and it's not so much uh, that, you know, I, I hate ads. I do. But it's because, like, I don't want ads to play while I'm doing the show for you guys. Like, I don't want to pull up a a video and then, like, an ad pop up and shit. I want it to flow and everything go naturally. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of ads, I probably didn't catch them on Twitch. My apologies to people on Twitch. You might not even be hearing me right now unless you're a subscriber. Sorry. I try, I try to remember to postpone the ads for five minutes so you won't get them until after the debate. Totally forgot. I was going to do... Okay, in 2020, I was going to do classic debates, and we might do this like when we get to 2024. I was going to do classic debates and, and watch some like old school, you know, fucking uh, JFK versus Nixon. Um, well, I can't remember what all I had picked out. I think I had Hillary and Trump on the list and then I had the one with uh, Clinton HW and Perot and I don't, I don't remember I had like four <laughs> the ad blogger knew that the debate was really just an ad for big oil well I I was trying to, you know, because I thought that could be an issue, but because I went to like three different browsers that all have three different ad bloggers on them, and I had turned some of them off, I thought it was an issue with the the local news station. So my apologies to uh, WMUR9. I was I was cussing your website and, and saying you were shit. And it was actually my ad blocker that was preventing me from watching your your feed. So, my apologies. I need to take a tinkle. I'm sorry I missed the Twitch breaks, but here, you're still going to get ads anyway. We live in turbulent times. The media is full of deception, conspiracy theories, and fake news. Now, more than ever, it is important to ensure you're getting information from a source that's freaking reliable. I'm Justin Mullins, and this is the Freakin' News. Get a breaking or interesting story with a humorous twist in about a minute, weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern, on YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey, and more.